Welcome to Clean Break, the weekly life transitions podcast, where we share the stories and experiences of professionals that help families create a new path for themselves. Find all the answers about the many complex questions about transitioning your life through relationship separation, starting a new career, having babies, and many other life transitions. Find out more at mycleanbreak.ca. Here are your hosts, Darren and Tina. Hello again, everyone, and thank you again for joining us on Clean Break, the podcast. I'm Darren Javag, the host, and uh, joining me is the co-host and the co-pilot, because we're trying right. to get into that one again, yes, right? right. So yes. uh, Tina Murray is here to co-host the show. So Tina, how are you today? I am great. Love being here. I, so exciting. Awesome. It's just awesome. I just, I, I, we're not getting paid for this, but you know what? I, I, I'd still do it even yeah. if we weren't, and we, we still are yeah. doing it anyways. <laughs> No one's, paying us. Episodes, no one's paying so. us to do this, man. It's just, this is a... In fact, I think this costs us money. It does. It does, actually. But that's okay. One day, Darren. One, one day, day, we're going to retire on probably maybe a meal in a restaurant from everything that we put into this. Maybe they'll syndicate us. Oh, there you go. Right? Hey, then we'll have some leverage. We can get further into debt. <laughs> Anyways, it's all good. Okay. All right, let's let's got talk. Some serious stuff to talk about today. We do actually. You know, uh, I know uh, the the guest that we have yes. that's coming on the show. Uh, we got connected as uh, I was doing a course, and I told you this. Uh, mm-hmm. I was doing a course on collaborative law. Yeah. And uh, I met her and in this in this uh, training course, and I was amazed that we were like the only ones in our target uh, um, training yep. uh, as far as financials that were in this. And we were way over outnumbered by the number of lawyers and mediators in the mm-hmm. group. And I thought to myself, Jesus, if this is a reflection of the industry, right, and so few people are doing this type of work, right, that, like uh, I just it didn't make sense to me because there must be huge pent up demand for this, maybe a misunderstanding that, that there are people out there that do this. Yes. And then the other part of it was the more I started uh, talking with Sarah and, you know, we were trade discussions about what we do. Yeah. And she told me she was a fee for service advisor. Right. And, and I think one of the things that kind of a light bulb went off my head and I was like, you know what? There's a lot of people that don't understand the financial services industry and they lump everybody into the same basket. And I was like, you know, I said to Sarah, I said, uh, you know, you got to You got to check out this group. Uh, I want to know more about what you do. I know what you do, but you need to tell people about how important your role is. Yeah. So yeah. I'll let you introduce her. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I felt like we were having the whole conversation without Sarah. <laughs> So anyway, uh, joining us on the show today is Sarah Balram. She is the owner of a company that I love the name of the company. It's called Flip My Life Inc. She is a financial planner and her business is out of the Toronto area, I believe. So anyway, welcome to the show, Sarah. For having me. Awesome. So tell us, okay, so Darren kind of alluded to it, what you do, but can you tell us what you do? Yes. So I am a uh, fee-for-service, fee-based planner, and basically I am, and I am a CFP. So uh, basically what I do is I charge a predetermined fee for my services. It can either be flat fee or hourly based. Um, and my clients are with me either on a one-time or an ongoing engagement. Okay. Um, and yeah, I basically help them identify, create plans for long-term financial and life goals. 
Hmm. Okay. So um, are you also a C CDFA? I am a CDFA as well. Okay. So, so that's a certified so, yes. divorce um, financial analyst. Right. Right. Correct. And uh, we are a trained um, financial professional who help you navigate the different financial aspects of your divorce. And um, we also, just as Darren was saying, we address financial issues that are often overlooked in that process, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's what we do with CDFA. Okay. So Darren <laughs> is a financial planner as well, but he's not a fee-based. No. Now, now you do some of your yeah. C CDFA stuff is fee based. That's right. Or all of your CDFA stuff. All is the fee -based. CDFA. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yes, yes, all right. of it is fee based. Because yeah. you're because what you're doing in that for, and I'm assuming it's the same for you is you're you're giving people uh, the guidance of how to divide the finances and and the assets uh, in the divorce process in, in a fair and equitable way. Mm -hmm. That's right. I know for you specifically, yes. Darren, you can't then become their financial planner. That's right. I always say I can't wear both hats. Right. So if I have clients that are going through mm -hmm. a, a divorce or yeah. a separation, I normally give the clients away to another to advisor. An, yes. And I say, you know, either two different advisors or the same if they're fine and amicable. But I okay. say I can't wear both hats. Right. Yeah. So what about you, Sarah? How does it work in your <laughs> end on your side, your side for that specific topic? Exactly the same way. Okay. Right. If we are working in the divorce space with that client, um, especially in the collaborative process, um, like Darren was mentioning with her training, um, because we're acting as a neutral third party to both um, parties involved, we're not allowed to um, progress further. Like they're not allowed. We're not allowed to be their financial advisor after the process. Okay. And so we'd have to refer. Is that only when you're working on the collaborative files? Um, I don't know if you want to answer, you answer that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, mo <laughs> yeah, yes. I know. well, there is, well, a CDFA can also work, um, on with one party right? and, um, or going through the whole litigation, like through court. Yep. Um, and in that case, you would just be working with one side and yes, because you're working with that one client, you can then be that client's advisor after the fact, okay. but not if you're. In, in the collaborative process and you're working with both sides right it, it okay poses a, it is a conflict of interest yeah that's the big thing so okay so then let's talk about sort of the fee fee-based business how does that work what what are the advantages of of going with someone like you versus going with someone like darren who it doesn't cost me for him to give me my financial plan so so what's the advantage what are the advantages of doing it that way sure um well one of the definite advantages um being a fee-based planner is your your recommendations and solutions and strategies are not tied to a specific product or um you know investment advice right not that there's anything wrong with their in strategy mine is just is or structure mine is different right so it creates an unbiased opinion in that case uh, my recommendations are not tailored towards the products or services that i sell i'm being paid for creating the plan and providing the best solutions that i see fit for the client based on their life and financial goals mm -hmm. okay yeah that's we one talk, of the we talked a little bit about it yeah. yeah, we talked a little bit of, and, and I, I always, I always say that it, it's kind of like akin to going to an accountant or a lawyer 
and you have specific questions and you talk to Sarah and there's some people that want to do it themselves, right? Sarah, there's some people out there that, that yes. want to do their own investments. They want to do their own insurance. They want to do, uh, um, their own, whatever the products they're looking for. They want to do it themselves and shop it around. And, mm -hmm. and I always say to people, I don't want to take away your hobby. Right? right. So if that's your hobby right. and you want to do that, right. then that's okay. Right. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. And, and Sarah's a hundred percent right. Is that she, she uh, provides the service of, of giving the advice on the plan. Right. And then she says, okay, now go find the products to fill the need that you have that I've identified. Yeah. Right. So there's different models. There's, there's definitely different models. Um, do you find that, uh, sort of more, um, People that are a little grayer have a better idea. No, I'm not saying gray, but older people have more ability to go ahead and go and do that sort of piecework after they've get you've given them the financial plan. Or is it is there any distinct? You know, if you have a young client coming in, or maybe young clients don't even see the value in 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 having a financial planner. Hmm. So, right. Um, so I I do agree with you in the sense that um, the not the grayer or it just individuals who have more complex needs, I mm -hmm. guess, uh, which are at that stage in their life where they've accumulated um, assets and um, have large amounts of money or inheritance, just depending on their financial situation, where they want to look at the bigger picture. And if you're looking at, um, you know, for instance, as, as Darren mentioned, let's say investments. Investments is one part of that, but maybe they want to look at the tax part of it. They want mm -hmm. to look at the risk management part or insurance part of it. Um, being a fee-based planner allows me to look at the bigger picture as well, because that's what I'm doing. I'm looking at those different areas and how they're interconnected. I also, yes, Darren said that, um, you know, individuals, want to do it themselves they also look at me to provide professionals mm -hmm. to help mm -hmm. them in Connect the different them. areas to implement the plan mm -hmm. so being um the fee-based planner i'm able to be the center of the the bigger picture as well right like so if i can work with their accountant i can work mm -hmm. with their lawyer i can provide those people for them if they don't have um, and speak to the different parties to mm -hmm. say, well, you know, the accountant only knows the accountant's job, but right. the accountant needs to know how his decisions or his implementations may affect a legal aspect. And being a fee-based planner and sitting in like the middle of that allows um, the clients and all the other different parties to, to look at the bigger picture as well to get to that ultimate financial and life goal of the client. Right, because you're the person who knows all of the strategies involved to get there. And like you say, an accountant right. may understand this piece, the mm -hmm. taxation piece, Correct. but how does that work in with the estate piece? And how does that work in with the investment piece? Yep. So you basically sort of put pull it all together and then you can, um, because you are paid for by that client, you, you have your hand in all of it, but there's no, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it's not like you're going to benefit financially any more than just actually providing the plan the and service. being that yeah. sort of that thing that right. binds it's it unbiased. together. It's unbiased. Unbiased. That's the word. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Sarah, do you find yeah. that, um, uh, sometimes people have a misunderstanding of what a real financial plan is compared to an investment statement from yes. an institution, let's say. <laughs> oh, 
hundred percent, hundred percent. And it's and you know what? It's it's because they don't see it often when they do see it, um, and they see how all of the different pieces come together and how if you tug on one string, how it affects other aspects of the plan, mm -hmm. it's, they're kind they're blown away, like almost always. They're mm -hmm. like, oh my God, I didn't think of that. Or, um, you know, every action might have a chain reaction. What does that look like? Mm -hmm. um, uh, so yes, there is, there is definite confusion. Um, and I think it's just, it boils down to knowledge, right? One of the bigger things that I do with my clients is I just don't give them a statement or or um, give them charts and bar graphs and all this other stuff to look nice at. I actually <laughs> boil it down. Yes, yes. And I, I try to educate them and um, explain things. And, and I think that changes the conversation over time, which is why a lot of my clients are on, like I have the ongoing relationship um, because they're eager to know more and they understand better. So the, the need and the drive to succeed is there, right? They, they want to do more, um, which I, I love. I actually enjoy that. I enjoy the educational part of it. And I think it's very important, like you, like Darren said, they're able to now tell the difference between a financial plan and a statement, right? Mm -hmm. right. Um, which is great. Mm -hmm. And would you say, like, what do you think about in, like, in the industry, uh, Google's, Google's great. I love Google because it does two things really well. It gives you a ton of knowledge, of information and then it, and then it, and then it overwhelms you. So what do you get? We've talked about this yeah. paralysis, yeah, you yeah, know, you yeah, can't yeah. make a decision because yeah. there's just too many answers to everything. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, but one or thing, you become an expert at not being an expert, uh, not being an expert. Yeah. Cause yeah. <laughs> So, so, I mean, there's, there's a side for everything in Google, right? Mm -hmm. When you look it up, like if you say something mm -hmm. is black, you can find just as many articles that says it's white, white. Yeah. right? Yeah. And so I actually like it because I'm like, you know what? It's actually helping people like Sarah, I think, uh, because people, when they don't know what they don't know and they can't figure it out, they go to professionals like her, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. One of the other things though, and one thing I'd really like about Google and the whole industry is in, in general, is that there's been a movement towards transparency. I've always been huge on transparency, yes, you have. right? Yep. And I and I think, uh, Sarah, would you say that that the transparency of what people are paying for the advice, and maybe or maybe yes or maybe not or no getting it, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. has helped your industry become more prevalent? Hundred percent, right? Um, yes, Google's fantastic. Actually, it it adds to the educational part of it, right? So where I tell my clients and I educate them and I say, like, I'm pretty sure they go and Google it at the end of the day, right? Um, to confirm or deny what I'm saying. Um, but just to add to that as well, like I agree with you so much. So where um, one of the ways I explain this to clients is, um, you know, being financially fit, I equate with being physically fit, for instance. We can go online, go on Google, and we could download those meal plans. We can download those workout plans um, and, and try it yourself, right? And um, that's full transparency there. This is how you can be fit. And this is these are the things you need to do. But hiring a personal trainer in that sense 
um, it's different because, you know, there's someone that will tailor a plan for you and your lifestyle, right? They're holding you accountable. Yeah. That's the second part. And the third part is they're, they're helping you to succeed your fitness goal. Um, not only in the short term, but long term and to ensure that your success continues. Right. And that's how I look at this overall. And when I explain that to clients, it's like a light bulb goes off. Right. Because they probably tried it at one point or another. Right. Mm -hmm. We all we all do. We all Mm -hmm. try to, you know, lose 10 pounds here or or, join a gym, try to be a little bit more physically Mm -hmm. better or join the gym. That's our New Year's resolution. Right. So that's where transparency comes in as well right like here are all the tools and resources out there um but you need a financial planner to help streamline what's relevant what's not relevant Mm -hmm. um what are the different strategies and options that are available to you and um set and make things more a lot more realistic right Mm -hmm. um and i always revert back to you know my fitness analogy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not realistic to lose 30 pounds in, you know, two weeks, right? So um, that's how I deal with the whole transparency and the need for a financial planner and, mm-hmm. and the benefits of it. And I feel like a light bulb goes off there. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Even just talking to you, like it makes me kind of go, oh, I mean, I do have a financial planner. <laughs> Sitting right beside me here. Um, and, um, full disclosure. Full disclosure. Uh, but that was my choice. I, you know, oh, you yeah. didn't coerce me. No, no. <laughs> but, um, you know, I don't think a lot of people, and, and I think about in the past, I've had people who have given me um, financial advice or, you know, it done my investments for me. Right. But there is a distinct difference be some, between somebody who's doing your investments and giving you financial planning. Those are completely mm. different things. Yeah. And I never really like, I mean, obviously, I know what Darren does and, and I, I've you know been able to benefit from his services. But until you kind of just had it in this conversation, it it, it was like a light bulb went off in my head. You know, that like, okay, like people in the past have given me advice on where to invest my stuff and they've invested my stuff in those things. But I don't ever know that I've gotten the full financial plan. Yeah. Right. I I think, I think Sarah, um, would you find that like planning or financial planning uh, is more goals based? Right. It's less, it's not product based. It's more goals based. So when you're doing, you know, cash flow analysis and taxation and estate planning and stuff like that, you're really, you have to listen to what the client is trying to accomplish Mm -hmm. before you give either a product solution or advice on it. Mm -hmm. So I think part of the challenge in the past is people don't, like you said, they don't know what they don't know. So if they've only ever been exposed to large financial institutions that are giving them products and drilling down that and feeling, uh, and this is where I think fee-for-service planning is so important, is the fact that many people don't think they're paying for anything. Right. Like when they're dealing with a large financial institution and they say, well, I have a financial planner, and I'm using air quotes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. is that I have a financial planner and they've been working with someone from a large financial institution. I don't want to say bank, but I'm yeah, going to yeah, say yeah. bank, you yeah. know, but yeah. you know, they're working with somebody right. and they've been working with that relationship for say five to 10 years or whatever. And they say they have a planner and then they say, 
so what does that planner cost you? And they say, well, nothing. I get it for free. <laughs> right? And then, so, so then when they see someone like yourself, Sarah, do you find it challenging sometimes yeah. to, to bring the value into the conversation about the fact that you're charging them to have this done? And in their minds, they think that it's free They've had it from their bank. So do you have those conversations with clients? Um, yes. And I would say more so no, um, because, but there are some, um, in my particular situation, the clients are coming because they want to get away from that. Right. Um, for instance, their experience at the bank is only for that specific situation, for instance, investments. They're, the advisor or the financial planner is only able to answer questions in that streamline. Right. Whereas they're coming to me because they want to ask a different question, like mm -hmm. such as, uh, should I refinance my home to pay off debts or to buy an investment property? Or, um, you know, if I'm, for instance, going through a divorce and separation, right? Will I have enough money to um, survive or retire at the age of 65 years earlier? They want to look at, they have a specific question or goal that they want answered that the, the, the quote unquote banks or financial um, advisors at the bank can't answer. Right. Um, and, and when they come here, about, they I'm know... Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, it's okay. No, I'm, I'm just saying like when they come here, they understand that um, it's not product driven, yeah. that they have to pay for these services. So I, I feel more of the clients just based on why they're coming understand that. Mm -hmm. There are a few that don't understand the concept for the only reason is because they've never been exposed to it. You don't know what you don't know, just like you said, right? Right. Yeah. And you can also speak to like insurance and, and, and using yes. the insurance as a solution to a problem that they have in their plan, right? Which the bank can't 100%. do. 100%. Bank can't do, can't do that. Right. It's completely overlooked. Um, and also just, again, tying back to that education aspect of it, right? Um, the misconception of insurance, right? It can, it's, it's used to cover our liabilities in the event of, of death, but there are other strategies we can use insurance for. We can use insurance as an asset, just like how you have your investments at the bank, right? It can be a profitable tool. Um, and that's what a financial planner is able to help you because we're able to look again at the bigger picture. How can we use insurance as a tax strategy mm -hmm. right? while at the same time using it as a wealth, um, an estate strategy, creating wealth out of it? Um, these are things that an advisor at the bank who, you know, some banks do sell insurance. We were aware of that, uh, who may just use it to say, let's use it as a form of covering your mortgage in the event of death. Whereas this client may have dual purposes for insurance. And we can do that as a financial planner mm -hmm. um, that the financial advisor at the bank would not even think of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's and it's interesting because I worked for a bank for quite a few years as well before becoming an independent. And um, that's kind of one of the things I've always said is that I have nothing against them at all. They're no. doing the job they were they're paid to do and allowed to do and allowed to do. Mm -hmm. And you know they're not 
necessarily allowed to think outside the box, right? Mm -hmm. And so they've been trained to do this. That's all they've been trained to do. Or maybe they've been trained to do a little bit of this and a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but don't know each of those things well, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it's not their fault. It really truly is not their fault. Yeah. You know, it's what they've, the tools they've been given. So, and I, and I am not by any, we're none of us, I believe, no. are bashing any of these large institutions. Nope. They do a good job with a lot they of different things. And, a business model. But if you want to have, because when you were saying about taxation purposes and estate planning, I'm like, I, I kind of looked over at Darren to see if he kind of lit up normally because you speak his language <laughs> when you talk well, about that stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always say, I always say the government of Canada, the CRA is not in the business to help you save taxes. Right. That's right. what people like mm -hmm. Sarah do and myself yeah, is that, yeah. is that, you know, we drill deep. We, we go deep on the plan, mm -hmm. on the story and, and show, show the weaknesses yeah. in the plan. Right. Yeah. Because again, many people have not been exposed right. to this level, level of planning. Mm -hmm. Right. And they've been exposed to a certain type of what they think is planning. Right. Right. So, Okay. So when you think about somebody who is young, um, you know, they may say, I don't really need your services. I've got nothing. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I mean, it's true, right? Yep, yep. They can't see the value in it. And by the time they see value in it, do you think that sometimes it's too late? Uh, well, I'm trying to change the, the perception of that because you know, I'm working a lot with millennial clients as well. And while they may not need a full comprehensive financial plan that includes, you know, all the different areas that I look at, taxation, estate planning, they're not thinking that far ahead right now. Um, I do offer an additional service where it's focused planning. So they may just be focused right now on buying a house and we will create a plan that is a bite-sized plan for that specific goal. So whereas maybe individuals are so used to comprehensive financial plans and they're so used to hearing that, that they stray away from a financial planner because they're fearful of the fees, right? Like I don't have, or I don't need that right now. I'm not interested in that right now. And it costs too much. I've created concept where I actually do the bite-sized financial plan and it's a focused plan where you're, yeah. we're just going to look at yeah. achieving this financial, this is where I want to go mm -hmm. and I want to be there in two years. How do we do that? Mm -hmm. And financial planners can offer those services. It's mm -hmm. just um, the conversation around it doesn't happen often, right? It's it's like Darren says, either black or white, but it is quite gray, right? We can, yeah, we can do anything that needs to be done. Um, we it's just you need to assess what's important to you we will do what the client wants and then we provide a professional opinion and say well okay you're not looking at estate planning because you haven't accumulated the assets yet but you want to we all want to do better and mm -hmm. let's first get the first home then we can look at getting an investment property and how does that work and that's where the ongoing relationship comes in mm -hmm. really a journey yeah yeah, yeah it's really yeah. a journey i think the people <laughs> in in our industry sarah that are excelling and succeeding are the relationship people, you know, the people who, uh, you know, I like the fact that you do the focus planning because that's important too. Like you said, is that uh, younger people might not see the value or, or the need for such a comprehensive plan, mm -hmm. but you know, they have to be talking about the insurance need too, right? Like one of the biggest assets 100%. that people have is their ability to earn income, mm -hmm. right? That is your biggest asset. 
right? And and young people the most because you've got forty years of earning income, <laughs> you know. So um, uh, do you do you start do you have quite a few conversations with people about other types of insurance products other than life insurance? A hundred percent. I disability and critical illness. A hundred percent. I feel like everyone should have a little bit of something. Um, and that's where, you know, we determine that in the cash flow analysis, it's just because you are like critical illness, the rates are insane, right? We all know someone who's, who's been through a critical illness and, um, it's just, it has nothing to do anymore. A lot of people have this misconception that it's hereditary. There are some people who are experiencing critical illnesses and illnesses where it's, it's not in their, their parents don't have it or they're the first in their family to have it. Um, and we need to be prepared for these situations, especially mm. with you know the crazy interest rates going on and the cost of living. And these that's why when I work with my millennials and we're doing these focus planning, we're, they don't have the emergency fund. Mm -hmm. So I revert back to saying, you know, if you are sick or if something happens or if your spouse get sick or your partner, um, there is a need for that emergency cash. And because we don't have it, here are the tools and resources that we use to cover while we're building our emergency fund, right? right. Yeah. Um, so 100% I have that conversation and it's very cheap for the, the millennial mm. generation. It's yeah. almost a couple couple of Starbucks drinks and <laughs> you can get some good Buy life insurance, right? Like oh. if you look at Uber Eats, right? Yeah. The amount you spend on Uber Eats per month versus the cost of these products to secure your financial future. A lot um, of people just don't think about doable. it though, yeah. right? They yeah, think don't. they're invincible. And yeah. you know, you see a lot of the young generations Correct. and you see, um, uh, they're so interested in having these $1,000 car payments, you know, not that they want that $1,000 car payment, but they want the car that goes with it, right? They don't right. care about the fact right. that, you know, now you're probably not going to be able to buy a house with a $1,000 car payment mm -hmm. or $800 car payment, right? And so to pay for insurance, I don't want to do that. Right. And really, I think a lot well, of people say the same thing. You're kind of gambling, right? It's A lot of people see yes, it as kind of like exactly. a gamble. Yeah. And they're like, you know, I don't want to lose that. Right. Right. Because they see it as a as a, an expense. Right. But Sarah, so what happens to someone if they don't have something like critical illness and then one of them gets critically ill? Like, I mean, what happens to their plan? <laughs> that's that's a good one. <laughs> that's smirked. a really good one. Smirk? <laughs> like the Grinch. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. Um, Honestly, we have to go back to the drawing board at that point, right? Mm -hmm. Like we we tend to, but before we even go back to the drawing board, I always speak to my clients and when they decline these products, I tell them to think about what is plan B. We should always have a plan. If you mm -hmm. say no to critical illness mm -hmm. insurance and your, the recommendation is one year salary, how can you? God forbid, it has happened. What is the plan? And they may suggest a plan, they might not, but it now reverts back to if there is no solution in the plan and there is no plan B because we didn't have the time or they didn't buy the product, um, we have to go back to planning, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not, 
a great picture, unfortunately, right? Compromises now come into play, mm-hmm. right? What are you willing to give up? Or um, this home, your dream home, now we may have to sell it to to make up the cost and look at renting. Um, things that are not what one desires, but it needs to be done at this mm-hmm. point in time, right? Hard, hard conversations. And it does, yeah. it does change. Yeah. It's very, very... very uh, do you have any stories that you could tell us to, um, you know, kind of along our clean break transitions theme that we have uh, with this organization? Do you have any stories you could tell us? A hundred percent. So I am, I work a lot with single moms um, and especially ones that are going through divorce, separation, or just single moms in, in, in general, like the relationship didn't work out uh, for whatever reason. Um, and there are a few um, where they've had to resort to, you know, going on the welfare system for as a financial means, right? Um, because the cost of childcare is too much and, or because they're not getting enough support payments and they had to choose and that was the solution. So, when I brought into the picture, we sit down and it's it's not an overnight process by any means. And I tell them that um, and I've worked with them. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with, you know, providing the educational knowledge. Empowering them is huge, right? Because they're some of them are quite broken um, to basically figure out how can we um, get gainful employment, figure out a childcare system that works. What are the tools and resources available to you? We look at setting up education funds for their children, setting up a mini um, emergency fund, however small it is, creating budgets. I know people don't like budgets, but um, a way where this is what's coming in and these are our fixed expenses and where how can it we stay within that um, budget system? And now my moms, which like I'm very, very proud of so many of them, where they have gained full full time employment, their children are in childcare, um, accessible childcare, they don't have to worry. Um, they have RESPs, um, they have tax free savings accounts, wow. they have insurance, right, to make sure that the family is taken care of um, if they're unable to work because they're the main provider now. They have money coming in for critical illness, disability, um, and we're we're doing focus planning. So we take them bite sized. So some of them have bought their first homes, and some of them are on their way to getting their first homes. Right? Um, mm-hmm. Something simple as getting a new car because transportation is really important for a single parent. Right? Um, it's 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 wonderful. I Do you those, have a those are my that's. Yeah, those are the ones. Yeah, that... I, I love doing that. Just yeah. changing their lives, like yeah. it's it's flipped my life, right? Yeah. And that and that's what what I I strive to do. And that's those are one of the things that that's what I started with. I started with single moms and and mm-hmm. expanded from there. And I still revert back to it because they're very they're fearless, right? Mm-hmm. And and they're willing to take the challenges, which I love, mm-hmm. right? And just shows if you put the work in, yeah. anything's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I love that. Thank you. I think that's a high note. We should end on that. What do you think? You have uh, sure. one more question. Well, I have one more question. Okay. And and so th- so this yes. is the, the financial planning aspect that you do. And then we touched on a little bit on the divorce side, right? Mm-hmm. So um, 
yeah. to expand on that, your fee service, fee for fee for service advice also expands into collaborative, right? And uh, what, do you have do you have a, um, a section of divorce or separation? that you enjoy working with? Like, do you, that like, uh, like, do you prefer litigation or mediation or collaborative? Cause I know a lot of people don't understand the difference between mm -hmm. those, but is there a model that you like best and why? I like, for me, I like the collaborative process. Um, you're because, and one of the primary, first of all, you're working as a neutral third party, right? Uh, you're working with both, both sides of the table, you are working as a team. So um, some people say it's a, it's not as intense, it, it can be. Um, but one of the reasons why I like that is because you're trying to provide a solution and look at the possible outcomes that benefits both parties and not one. Mm -hmm. um, and it comes to a happy ending, right? One that satisfies both parties and it, mm -hmm. it just, to me, that's, I, I love that process because at the end of it, everyone's coming out more or less, I mean, not always, but it, it won't benefit one party more than the other. We're looking for a balance between the two. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I like being a part of that process to come up with creative thoughts and processes to, mm -hmm. to, to you know, help them in, in, in this um, divorce and separation. Now, one other question, Sarah, you're working out of Toronto, the Toronto mm -hmm. area, right? But have you yes. found that uh, your profession uh, or everybody's profession is now a little bit online as well, like virtual as well as live in person? A hundred percent. Not just Toronto. I have clients um, all over that's been all over Ontario um, that I'm getting referrals for and I can take them, right? Mm -hmm. um, because now whether they're you know, close by, they still prefer online because it's more efficient for them, right? right. And yeah. a lot of the process can be done online. Mm -hmm. And um, there are tools, technology out there that make things secure um, and more efficient than, you know, commuting on the highway. They rather let's, let's get it done um, virtually. And it, it, it's a great process, actually. And it allows yeah, us great. to expand all around. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's great because you're in Toronto and, and a majority of the clean break people are in Ottawa area, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's great because yeah. you can work with Ottawa people yeah. and, you know, and... And also if we have clients that are may, in Toronto. may be a good fit, we know we can still refer them to you if that's a good fit because it doesn't really matter. doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? Maybe exactly. clean break will keep on expanding. We'll be into Toronto and yeah. we'll have people everywhere. Oh, we can start. Yes. We could start a GTA hub right here. There you ah, go, Sarah. You can, you'll have to you'll have to take up the mantle to run the run the you know the, the Toronto group. Yeah, the Toronto uh, division. That's nice. I, I love Toronto. I love what you yeah I love what you guys do. It's great and and you know like Darren, you and I know it it's an underserved market, right? Yeah. The need is there, and yeah. um, the more knowledge and the more exposure we get, the better it would be overall. Well, I think you're a fabulous yeah. fit, Sarah. Like yeah. you've got such a, such a aura about you, a positivity, you know, you're so honest and genuine. I think that's yeah. why I wanted to see you come on the show and, and, and join the group. So you're part of the clean break group now, uh, um, yes. on our webpage. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about how people would, would find out more about you. How would they contact you? Um, 
Yes, 100%. Um, well, they can go to the Clean Break website for sure. Um, or you. you can Google <laughs> me. Yeah, there. <laughs> you can Google me. Google's there. I have an Instagram, I have a LinkedIn, and a Facebook page. And, name, and your company name again is Flip My Life Inc. Right. Correct. Where'd you get that yes. from? I got yeah. I got to ask. Yeah, where'd where'd you that, get that come from? from? <laughs> it's a funny story. So, um, it was it was New Year's Day um, on 2019 New Year's Day. So we had family over, and um, I was ready to start my own financial planning practice. I mean, I've been in the corporate world for a while, and just I was ready to do something new and um, be able to like you said, be creative, give those creative ideas, because I have a ton of them. And we all gathered around on Christmas Day, uh, New Year's Day, and we're like, okay, what are some things that we can, names that we can think of? Like, I changed lives, and we kept working around that. What can you do to change lives? And actually, Flip started with the different services I provide. So financial, life insurance, investments, planning, right? So that's kind of how that started. Uh, Yeah. So they're like, flip. And I was like, oh, flip my life. And and I incorporated That's the same awesome. day. I <laughs> love that. that I love it. What a great it was, story. It was a team collaboration, which is what Everything I do, comes right? I work with teams, right? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. What a great story. Flip yeah. my life. You, we'll love never it. forget it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you never, so much never. for joining us. And I look forward to maybe meeting you in person one day. That would be. Yeah. Well, yeah. Darren and oh, I will take a road trip to I will Toronto. Be coming- Oh, you're coming up to oh, see I'll us? Oh, I'll be coming down to the, Yeah, I'll definitely be coming down to see you guys. Awesome. Nice. That'll we, be great. That We'd be love great. to have you come yeah. out here. That'd yeah. be great. All right. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So thanks again for being on the show and thanks everyone out there for listening to the show. If you'd like to find out more about Sarah or all the amazing professionals that we have on the mycleanbreak.ca website. Uh, and so thank you for joining us again and we'll see you next time. Till then, take care of yourselves, take care of the people around you, and and Tina and I, and Sarah, we'll see you on the other side of the mic. You've been listening to Clean Break, our weekly podcast on life transitions. You can find more topics like today's and other great advice from life transition professionals at mycleanbreak.ca, where we upload audio, video, and blog content every week. MyCleanBreak.ca has clear and simple advice from trusted local professionals to help you get to the other side of any transition.